Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the latest installment of the OKR Cohort video and podcast series. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to be back with you today, and we also have our stars of the show, of course, and that's Mr. Nazar Koja and Ms. Denise Canfield, the co-founders of OKR Cohort, and they're here with us today to tackle a different challenge that is facing so many business owners and thought leaders in today's day and age. And, you know, this is what Nazar and Denise do on a regular basis. They're addressing these types of challenges challenges that can often feel like mountains for an organization and to cut right through them rather than simply sidestepping them and saving them to deal with for a later day. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring them on and get right into today's discussion. Nazar, Denise, great to see you this morning. How are you doing? Great to see you, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thanks so much for, for hosting us again. Yeah, no, it's always good to be with you guys. I'm excited to tackle, uh, you know, today's problem and, and it's a unique one. You know, it's one that we focus on, I feel like regularly throughout our days. Denise, why don't you frame it up for us? Give us that high level. What is this challenge that you're seeing so many business owners facing right here and right now? Well, Ryan, I think it's really interesting because I'm seeing business owners face this challenge and then as individuals, we're facing it. And the real heart of it is that people aren't empowered to make day-to-day -day decisions that are aligned to the strategy. So, you know, business owners, leaders are hoping people understand the strategy and there's a lack of cohesive and consistent messaging that trickles out of that boardroom. And, um, you know, we know strategy is created in the boardroom. We know that we can't give that whole strategy to everyone, but we expect people to make decisions as if they know the strategy. And if there's not connective tissue, helping people to understand what that strategy is, then people are working on the wrong thing and they only get um, a little slice of the issue and they're very unhappy because they uh, don't get to really know the value of their work. And you know, it, it, it has a pervasive impact on the business. Oh, I can imagine. So, so let's get a little deeper. I want to get into the weeds of this here. Nazar, why don't you tell me, uh, why does this challenge just continue to become more difficult and almost snowball upon itself? Brian, this becomes more difficult because employee engagement is plummet. And we know when employees aren't engaged, productivity decreases and our business suffers. Additionally, people do not feel empowered and they feel like children being told what to do without understanding why they are doing it. When you people can't make decision, innovation and creativity take a hit and we aren't delivering a best product services. Denise, what are you noticing? Can you share? I notice, Nizar, that it's not just our employees, right? It is also prospective employees. In today's world, that talent that's out there that we wanna to attract to our company, even though they're not hearing our day-to-day -day issues, they know. They see that our employees are engaged. They see that employees are leaving. And so it's impacting our ability to attract great people. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I mean, employee engagement is such a big part of organizations finding success in today's day and age. I mean, uh, you know, we work, you know, you see, you see, you can see it, you hear it from your friends, you talk to different people when they feel engaged and connected and empowered with the business that they work for. They're excited to get out of the bed in the morning to go to go make a real impact for that company or rather for their clients, perhaps, you know, with the product and service they deliver. So guys, as we typically do on this series, you know, we want to take it another step further even, uh, you know, and to me, this challenge that we've outlined, just this, this problem with making, you know, day-to-day decision-making and holding them back to me, 
we're not really talking about a challenge anymore. This is really becoming a problem. It's an issue for an, for a company. So how does this problem now have a ripple effect throughout the business, but also not just the business, but into, you know, the lives, the personal lives even of our, you know, organizational leaders and maybe even the employees themselves? Yeah, it's, it's so true, Ryan. And I think you notice it, we notice it. And one of the biggest things we're noticing is that it takes forever to get things done. So it's not just that it takes a long time to make a decision, but it's that we're going through multiple layers, we're talking to people, and by the time that decision gets made, uh, competitors beat us to the market. So our time to value is decreasing, um, and, and we're getting beat out in our own game. On top of that, customers are frustrated right? They, we usually have salespeople who are out there promising the roadmap, right? And they think something's coming, but because decisions didn't get made along the process, uh, we miss, we miss our deadlines. We miss delivering what we say we're going to deliver. So our trust is equally broken with both customers and employees. Um, on top of that, you take that disengagement that employees have and their value to the organization as they get disengaged becomes corrosive, right? It becomes something that is, is breaking your company structure, your company culture. And this adds to that overall impact. And I know, Nazar, you've, you've had some of these experiences as well. How are you seeing this ripple through organizations? Denise, as we know, every organization is taking about needing to top talent and they are unable to attract people they need because their culture is lack of empowerment and no one wants to work in the in that old school style environment. People are so networked these days that they talk to each other and post on social media and they know how so, uh, specific organization treat employees and when they hear that the organization doesn't trust employees to make decisions based on their capability, they go somewhere else. And when you don't enable employees, you see mass exodus as they seek new career opportunities in companies with better cultures, right? So Ryan, it's said because in most cases, leaders don't even realize they are doing this actually. We framed up this issue or that challenge that's really kind of become a problem if you, if you dive into it like we did. Let's let's look at the other side of it. The glass half full, if you will. How how could Nazar? How could life be just so much better for businesses and the leaders that run them if they could just solve this problem? I mean, what would what would it look like? What would happen if leaders were able to make this shift? Ryan, first and most important, employees need to feel empowered to make the right decision with their day to day tasks. Individuals and teams can focus on how the work gets done while the leaders focus on what and why. Leaders demonstrate their trust and provide the guardrails and outcomes that that organization trying to achieve so their colleagues are enabled to find solutions to make it happen. There would be transparency across whole company. That's the important part. When we empower people to figure out how to do work, we see optimized workflow across all company levels to deliver value faster and decrease time to market, what Denise mentioned about this earlier. 
Denise, what else gets better when you when people are empowered? Well, I think this are in our last podcast we talked about vertical and horizontal alignment. And I think that gets better, right? When we have people talking, when we have people happy, when they're empowered, they see that vertical and horizontal alignment happening and that improves. But more importantly, people are happy at work. They're having more fun. They're enjoying what they're doing because they're being fulfilled. And when people are happy, other people notice that, right? Whether they're posting on LinkedIn, whether they're telling a friend who tells a friend, and now we're into that hair commercial, right? Tell two people who tell two people. But as that happens, top talent starts to notice. And if they're disengaged in their environment, they'll want to come to that new company because they're looking for a place where work is fun. Additionally, your employee retention rate spikes right? If you're having fun, you don't want to leave. You're not even listening when people call and tell you about opportunities. And if it's not enough that employees are happy, we're having fun, we have alignment, customers notice. They notice that there is a positive impact on your um, delivery of products to the market. They notice that what they're getting from you is of higher value. And that customer time to value um, also increases and they're they're happier with the product and the product is delivering on the value that we say it's deliver it will deliver. Oh man, I mean, you can really see that glass half full approach and how so many positive elements creep into play when you're implementing the right steps to empower those day-to-day strategy and decision making. So I want to take a quick step back here. And for those that are, are with us here on the show today uh, that aren't necessarily familiar with you two and OKR Cohort, tell us a little bit about OKR Cohort and the work that you guys are doing with business leaders on a regular basis. Well, Ryan, I think I love what we're doing with leaders and why they hire us for this reason and what we're talking about today, because they help they hire us to help shift that focus in their organization from activities to outcomes, which really enables people to do the work that has the most purpose. And they focus on the right things so that they are getting the right things done. And so employees day after day know that the decisions they're making are aligned to the strategy of the organization. That's what we at OKR Cohort can help organizations do, get that focus on outcome. Um, And I know we talk about OKRs. Nazar, can you share a little bit about what OKRs are? Sure, Denise. Uh, OKR stands for Objective Key Results, a lightweight goal-setting framework that allows organizations to connect their strategy to work, what Denise mentioned. That's what we've been hired. It is a huge focus on what we are trying to accomplish, not the day-to-day task. We measure our impact and empowers employees to their to their best work. Yeah, that's great stuff, guys. And so I understand, though, and a, a big part of this series is that we want to provide value to those that are listening and, and, and joining us here on the video series and podcasts. But you know, to address this problem, really, of, of empowering day-to-day decision-making, if somebody was to to want to implement maybe a strategy or a solution that could take this issue and, and maybe really take that first step towards addressing it within their own organization, I understand that you have a little bit of a lesson prepared for us today, a piece of value that we can give to our audience. Uh, would you care to take us through that and, and shed some light on, on how you guys would, would tackle this issue and, and begin doing so? Thanks, Ryan. It's not too difficult. We get clarity on strategy through application of OKRs at all levels. Let's break down the five steps that we always teach. At first, 
set OKRs, right? You're going to be setting up the OKRs that are that are connected to the to the overall organization strategy. Next, we align OKRs vertically and horizontally. Uh, Denise brought it up in the in the beginning of the podcast about the alignment, and we did talk about the alignment in detail in, in the last previous podcast. Then we share OKRs with your colleagues and partners. Very important part is it's the alignment component is very important. Like you are sharing and we are applying where the where we have a co-creation opportunity. Operationalize OKRs through key initiatives and activities that delivers delivers to support those OKRs. That is right work getting done. Finally, we check in on OKRs, reflect, pivot as needed. Denise, would 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 you like to add? You know, I think it's so easy to talk about the five steps. And usually when we're working with leaders, it feels like at the beginning that setting the OKRs is the hard part, right? Getting the structure right. Is it what we want to accomplish? What's the key result? Oh, wait, uh, we want to have our activities in there. But the reality is the really hard part is operationalizing OKRs. It's actually using them in how we work making sure that we are focused on the most important things. So when we have a meeting, are we digging into the the issues that we have in accomplishing our OKRs and trying to remove blockers instead of just doing status updates, right? We can do status updates asynchronously. What we need that leader mind power for is to actually go in and resolve the issues that are keeping us from being successful. And so we find when we work with leaders, they think, oh, we just set the OKRs, we're good. But the hard work comes in using OKRs as a way to run your business and keep people focused on the outcomes you need to deliver. Uh, guys, I, I love that. You know, there it is five key steps really to empowering that day to day decision making. Nazar, appreciate you walking through us and Denise at kind of echoing the importance really of those five steps. And guys, for, for somebody out there that's that just, you know, took that information in, what's how could somebody begin to start utilizing this solution today, even, you know, within their business to address this idea of, of empowering day to day decision making to yield all those positive outcomes that we discussed earlier? Well, I think it's a great question, right, Ryan? I think they have a choice. They can continue to implement strategies that aren't connected to -to day-to-day work and continue to have these challenges of people being disengaged and not delivering value to customers, or they could look at adopting a framework like OKRs. And they can do that by scheduling a consultation with um, with Nazari or with OKR cohort to discuss the intricacies of their business and how OKRs can be applied. Like Nazar said, OKR is a framework. And so it's really important to connect and understand what problems your business is facing so that we can uh, discuss the guardrails you would put in place and how something like OKRs can help solve your direct problems. 
Fantastic. And, and for our audience, we, you know, we threw up that link there at the bottom of the screen on how you can, you know, go to the website, schedule that consultation with Denise and Nazar. But before we leave our audience today, you know, I think it's important to mention, you know, you guys are doing this on a regular basis with, you know, thought leaders and organization, you know, into, you know those that run their respective organizations to streamline efficiency, to, you know, empower those day-to-day decision-making. Would you happen to have, uh, you know, an example of, of uh, you know, working with a particular company to address this specific specific issue and, and, you know, what that situation looked like and how it played out. At a company I worked with in Canada, Ryan, they needed to tie work to strategy. The problem that, that they were solving for is that they noticed that everyone was focused on working, working harder, and then every ever and struggling to deliver value. People were not able to focus on the right things. They solved this by implementing guiding principles and the goal was to create a common alignment on purpose and understand outcomes through OKRs. Once they implemented OKRs, 80% of employees felt their work was supporting the strategy and delivering value. It allowed them to focus on what matters most. Denise, you want to, do you want to have a similar experience that you would like to share? Absolutely. I think. I just want to reinforce that 80% of their employees were more engaged, like 80%. How huge is that, Nazar? So I don't want to take away from your story, but, you know, I had a similar experience and and for me, it was life-changing, right? I worked for an organization. I had been there two weeks and I was ready to leave. I had moved from startup companies to a really large organization and I couldn't get things done. I was used to moving fast and doing the right thing and, and, and going. And I found like, that wasn't the culture. You had to ask three people, you had to ask permission. And, um, and I literally said to my husband, I think I have to leave. Um, and, and literally two weeks later, the organization sold off 50% of their business. And they went from 50,000 people to 25,000 people. And in that process, they realized they had to work differently. And they went from 13 layers of leadership down to six layers of leadership. And they couldn't afford, like they realized they couldn't afford to have three layers of leadership making decisions. And so we implemented OKRs. And what happened was people suddenly understood the strategy. They knew what we were going after. And we shifted that culture from a culture of permission to a culture of take action, this bias to action, and and a culture of forgiveness. It's like if you're doing the right thing and you see the strategy and you've aligned your work and you make a decision based on that, we're going to go with you and then we're going to pivot as needed as we get new information. That was so impactful. The environment in that organization changed. It was fun. You could get work done and people trusted each other, right? It's amazing what a little bit of information can provide that environment of trust where you believe where you're doing the right thing. Number one. So you have confidence, you're excited about your work, but others also trust you to do the right thing because you're all on the same page. Totally game changing. It, it was huge impact for that organization. 
Uh, Denise and Nazar, I love those stories. I mean, first off, Nazar, 80%. Wow, that's that's massive. What a leap in that company's, you know, culture, engagement, organization. I mean, there's so much to, you know, to be gained from that organization with a number like 80%, you know, on that rise. And then Denise, on the flip side, I mean, you know it when you feel a cultural shift within your organization. You can feel it, that level of empowerment and, and uh, you know, that excitement really to get out of the bed in the morning and go really make a difference for not just only yourself, and your organization, but of course your client base, that's a really empowering feeling. And obviously that's what we're here, you know, talking about today to empower those day-to-day decision-making. So again, one final time, Denise, for those out there that are interested maybe in, in, enlisting, you know, OKRs within their organization and talking to you or Nazar uh, to, on how to really implement that given their unique organization and the challenges that they face, what would be the best way they can get in touch with you again? Well, Ryan, um, you know, we're passionate about this topic, so we are excited to have anyone reach out to us. We've put up the link at the bottom here, and we'd love to connect and talk about how you and your organization can empower your people and deliver on your strategy. So please reach out, and we're happy to have that conversation. All righty. Fantastic. Well, Nazar and Denise, you've got a lot, a lot of clients to serve. We'll let you get back to doing that, but uh, you know, we appreciate you carving some time out of your busy schedules to dive into this, this big issue of, of day-to-day decision-making. It seems simple. It seems minute, but boy, uh, it's not when you really unpack it at the end of the day. And there's a lot of strategies and solutions and really that are embedded within OKRs that can help empower that day-to-day decision-making. So I appreciate you guys being with us and uh, looking forward to being back with you guys on the next one to tackle a new challenge. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Ryan, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about this. We appreciate it. Oh, of course, guys. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you guys, and that's our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. If you guys enjoyed today's conversation, you took anything away from it, do us a favor, subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're checking us out on today. And then, of course, share this information, right, with friendly friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations, because we're taking the same strategies and solutions and ultimately just conversations that Denise and Nazar are having with their clients on a regular basis. So we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. So we've got a lot of great challenges and problems to solve here that Denise and Nazar work very closely with organizational leaders to solve. And we'd hate to have you miss out on any of that potentially beneficial information for you and your company. So for Denise, for Nazar, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you joining us on today's installment of the OKR Cohort video and podcast series.